Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings. How are you today? I am recording this on the 30th of August, so September's right around the corner, and one of my favorite things about fall is football, specifically Florida State University football. And so I've got a couple friends, and we're going on Labor Day evening, so it will be past when you hear this, but on Labor Day we have a a night game. It's really unusual, Monday night game. And it's really a big deal because we have a brand new football coach and everybody's pretty stoked about him and wanting to check him out. So it's, I think, going to be a really great game and uh, just great time to tailgate and see other fans. I'm excited about that. I am trying to get a sinus infection and I'm in denial about that. So I hope this doesn't sound too scratchy today. I have been sneezing and have a sinus headache and just kind of a little bit of vocal fry. So I promise I will um, edit out, (laughs) I will have edited out the parts where I, I don't know, sneeze, cough, or otherwise sound gross, Um, so hopefully you don't have to share in my my ick. But other than that, it is uh, fabulous, and and I hope that you are having a fabulous end of your summer, and you know, fall is the second largest job search time of the year second only to the beginning of the year kind of mid-january through the end of march and so pretty much after labor day there is a a surge of hiring in many industries and so if that's something that you plan to do you need to kick it into gear because it's it's a short window and then things kind of die down for thanksgiving and, and christmas so um if if that is something you're doing please take a listen to some of the other podcasts and some of my blogs about the actual job search and and let me help you with that. So for the month of September, I wanted to talk about professional development opportunities and different ways to get what you need professionally to grow in your career. And today specifically, I'm focusing on what your company offers, may or may not offer, but what the possibilities are internally for getting professional development. In future weeks, I'll be talking about external continuing education kinds of training and also is it time to get a graduate degree what when should you and when maybe shouldn't you get a graduate degree Um, and and some other topics around that but today I want to talk about your company's professional development and and I did some research and I found a there's a site that I like called inc.com and according to them um, many companies are providing access to e-learning and and maybe even reimburse for continuing education or you know even get a degree a a certification a lot of times they're going to uh, pay for you to attend professional conferences and those kind of things and Inc goes on to say that while these are important and they can be effective for employee development on the job development accounts for up to 75 percent of effective learning And I think that that's really interesting because I don't think that that's how most people think of it. Most people think I need to go to a class. I need to go get a certification. I need to I need to conduct formal online e-learning in order to really get what I need to grow on my job. But on the job learning, on the job development, as they're saying, is is 75 percent of effective learning. So in 2014, the 100 best companies to work for by Great Place to Work 
put employee development as a top priority above any other area. So I think that that's probably going to remain a top priority because organizations are increasingly finding it difficult to find great talent. The competition in some fields is very competitive. And also companies have become very aware of the cost of turnover. And there's lots of metrics out there on what it costs to lose and have to get another employee. And it, there are a lot of variables at play, but it's it's actually much higher than most people think. The loss of kind of that knowledge base from that person who leaves, the time that the, the position may be vacant, the cost of actually hiring a new person, advertising, you know, the people's time to interview them, all of those things, it's very expensive. And there's also, depending on the field, it can be quite a, a ramp up to where until a new person is performing at the level of the previous person in that role before they are fully functional. Um, so this, this issue of employee development is only going to become more and more important, as is the, the different ways that they provide this, this training. So there's a lot of consequences if, if a company isn't providing growth and development opportunities, right? So probably the most damages, damaging is that you find the development elsewhere, right? So if you think about it, if your company isn't providing good professional development opportunities and you go have lunch with a friend and they talk about how amazing the professional development opportunities are at their company, you may decide to go work for them. So there's not only are these employees not being optimally trained if they're in a company that isn't providing professional development, but they're also more likely to lose those people because you guys crave this and you want it and you're going to go where you can get it. So I found seven tools for you to take advantage of the on-the-job professional development opportunity. So here's the thing. Your company may have a formal program around one or more of these, and they may not. Um, but if they don't, ask your boss. There's no reason why you or he, you know, your boss, couldn't initiate something. So none of these things are... Um, particularly complex or confusing. So if there's not a system like this, not a program like this at your company, there's no reason why you still couldn't take a part, take part in it and do it. So the first tool is stretch assignments and projects. So I want you to think about projects or special assignments that are coming up in your company, in your department, that you would be a valuable team member on, right? And it's also going to allow you to grow professionally. So you're going to bring your expertise to the team, to the committee, to whatever it is, but you're also going to learn from the other people in the group. And if you serve on a cross-functional team, that's going to be particularly beneficial for you because you're going to meet and interact with people from around the company. So this is a type of role that might will likely require some time away from your primary assignment. So you're going to want to check in with your boss Here's a committee I really think I would benefit from. I think they would benefit from having me on. Is this going to work? So you would never want to sign up for something that takes you out of your department, takes you out of your away from your desk, so to speak, without checking with your boss first. So that's number one, stretch assignments and projects. Number two is job enrichment. So what are the opportunities for you to augment your current role? And, and here are some suggestions. Could you make presentations at team meetings? Is there an area of expertise that you have that you want to present to your team, maybe another team um, in your company? So what opportunities do you have to volunteer? A lot of companies have a, um, have a formal program around volunteerism, and they even allow you time off, paid time off, 
to do that. Others may not, and you may have to do that on your own, or maybe you get to be the one to start a volunteer program at your company. And again, that's this is going to be something you're going to want to volunteer. You're going to want to coordinate with your boss because it would take time away from your from your job. So that's job enrichment. Number three, mentoring or coaching. So if you listen to number, podcast number thirty-seven, I talked with Becky Cutright. She's one of my old interns from when I was in higher education, and she works at the Federal Reserve Bank now. And she talks about how important mentors have been in her early career and really have getting her to the success that she's had so far. So if your employer doesn't have a formal mentoring program, can you find somebody in the company who is willing to do this and hold this role for you and that has the time to do it and is willing to spend the time to do it with you? If your company makes coaching with an actual certified coach available to you, I highly recommend that you take advantage of that. And that's, I'm a certified coach. I do not work in companies, but there are a lot of coaches out there who's practice focuses in on, sometimes it's mid to upper level, but sometimes they, they have coaching available for high potentials who are earlier in their career. So take advantage of those if you can. And I think there's really no better way to work on anything that may hold you back professionally than working with a coach, whether it is your communication skills, your organizational ability, your leadership skills. It can be anything that, again, would hold you back professionally, a, a coach is a great way to help you with that. Number four is job shadowing. So this is a really great way for you to get a sense of what are the critical elements of other types of jobs within the company. And, and oftentimes that will benefit you in your current role because the more you understand other parts of the company and how that department or that function interacts with what you do, it makes you better at your job. It makes you better at the decision-making process in your job. And it can also allow you to explore potential opportunities elsewhere in the organization. So you have this opportunity to kind of try other departments on for size, try other bosses on for size, and see what else might be out there in your company. If your company doesn't offer that kind of a program and your boss is not on board with you taking time away to go look and watch what somebody else is doing, then get creative. So can you come in early? Can you stay late? Um, or could you work through your lunch break so that you're doing this job shadowing in a way that is not in any way impinging on your primary duty? Or, you know, you could even meet with that individual a few times, like over coffee, and ask them questions about their work so you're not watching them work, but you're essentially kind of, think of it as virtual job shadowing. So get creative with that if, if that's an issue that you can't that doesn't, isn't offered in your company, think about how you can make it happen. Number five is job rotation. So one of my favorite aspects of companies is those that have a formal job rotation program. When I was in higher education, because this is typically, rotations are typically done by recent college graduates, I was very aware of the companies that had good programs around that. And then, and then the companies who didn't. And, and my thought was, it's so smart to have a rotation program because 22-year-olds don't often know what they want, right? They have this degree, but they don't really know what they want to do with it. And a rotational program allows you over a period of weeks or months or, or years to explore kind of the breadth of the company. And it's really a great, rota a great retention tool for the company because they can, uh, it's going to increase the chance that you're going to stay because you're going to find your niche. 
you're not stuck in one job and expected to, you know, love it. You get to try different ones on for size and see which one works best for you. Number six is lateral moves. So this is not a promotion. This is, you're probably not going to get the same salary or get a, a new salary. It's probably going to be the same salary. And you may be doing much the same kind of work, but a lateral move is going to allow you to get some new challenges and develop some new skills. And if you're faced with an issue in your current position, maybe your boss is an issue. And I'm going to be talking about that in a, in a future session um, this month, kind of what what might be going on with your boss. What are the ways that a boss can kind of hinder your your progression and what you can do about it. Um, but if you find that you really like the company and you'd like to stay with them, you've got something good going on there, but just not in the department that you're in, then a lateral move can be a good option. Um, so that's something to think about. And then number seven is promotions. So I want you to be really not shy about asking for the criteria for promotion within your department or your unit or even elsewhere in the company. If they can give you A, B, C, D, E, this is what you have to do to be eligible for promotion, then you have a roadmap by which to achieve that promotion, right? Now, you're not guaranteeing that you're going to get the promotion. They may still choose someone else, but you are exponentially increasing the chance that you're going to get that promotion because you're checking all the boxes that they've told you you had to check. So don't be shy about asking about those and then really keep track. And if it's within your unit, then when you meet periodically with your boss for, say, a performance evaluation, then really check in. Here's how I'm doing with these things and see if, you know, has have any of the criteria changed? Have I misunderstood any of the criteria? Is there any way in which I am not fulfilling what I need to fulfill to get that promotion? So those are the ideas for kind of one-on-one -on -one professional development opportunities, kind of that on-the-job development that uh, the, I said at the beginning kind of constitutes 75% of learning. So your company may also offer a formal kind of development program, right? So this is the model for these is either in person where you're sitting in a classroom with an instructor, online, or a combination of the two. Most companies that I'm, at least bigger companies um, and more kind of progressive companies, are have done away with a full classroom learning kind of thing. So they have at least a blended format, and many of them have gone strictly to online. And you have some companies that have required, it's very cut and dry, this is what you take, this is when you take it, this is the order you take them in. It's all very um, lockstep. And the learning management system, which is what this is all stored in and where it lives, keeps track of what you've taken and what you haven't taken. And, and someone in HR is kind of keeping track of that and sending reminders out to people who are needing to take a particular class. The other possibility is that there are some options as to what you take. So there are some required, some options. And then a third scenario is where it's all optional. Here, we've made these things available to you. Whether you take them or not is up to you. There's no, you know, requirement. So here's the thing that I want you to, to think about. If there is any, if there are any options in this program as to what you take and what you don't take, or if the whole thing's optional, you want to sit down with your boss and discuss your goals, discuss her goals for you, and come up with the best plan of attack. You want to make sure that you're taking courses that are going to benefit you, on the job, benefit you for future jobs, 
that are going to be a good use of the company's time because the company is going to be paying you to sit in that seat or sit there in front of that computer and you want to make sure it's going to be um, it's going to be useful the alternative is and I, I know some people who kind of have done this and I, I think it's a kiss of death in your career you get known as this person who takes everything that your company offers. There's there's like not a class that you're not interested in. There's no strategy. You just want to go. And I think the reputation that you develop from that is kind of being someone who would rather be out of your work, away from your desk than than at it. And it's just an it's just not a good reputation. It's not the kind of reputation you want. So you wanna you wanna make sure that the classes make sense for your career goals and your current job. And also, I just think it would be very hard to retain information about a subject that you had no relevance to, no interest in, it doesn't apply to your job, you don't see how you're ever going to use it. It's probably going to be very, very little of that is going to stick in your long-term memory and ever come up and be useful for you. Now, maybe five years down the road, that class would be very relevant and you'll retain it much better. So one more word I want to say about in-person training. You're going to be in a classroom if it, if it is a, a classroom setting, you're going to be in there with people from all over the company. And so you want to really be aware of how you show up, how you speak, what you say, how you um, dress, how you look. Um, you, want to, you want to set a really good reputation for yourself, especially if you're very new to the company. And you want to get noticed in a positive way by leaders around the company. And one way to do that is to show up at these kind of events polished and professional. All right, so next week I'm going to talk about those external continuing education opportunities, kind of whether or not you should prefer it or you should pursue an advanced degree. And I want to remind you as always, I do a webinar every month. And if you'll go to my website, exclusivecareercoaching.com, look in the blogs, find today's post for this podcast, which is like a blog post, but it has a link to this podcast. And it's the show notes, and it also at the bottom has a link to where you can go sign up for the webinar. Um, the webinars are always going to be the same, even though the topic will change, the format will stay the same. So the format will be 30 minutes of content by me, and we're going to be on, on a Zoom call, so you'll be able to see my slides, see me. 30 minutes of content, you'll have the opportunity to do Q&A. While that's going on, I will answer your questions. I, I ask that those questions be around that month's topic and, and, and not kind of about something else. But I will answer your questions. And then you'll have the opportunity to be coached by me. So I can bring you up as a co-presenter. Everyone can see you. And I will coach you on your question relative to that month's topic. So you get some live coaching by me. You get a chance to experience coaching. So if you've never been coached, by a career coach or a life coach or a business coach before it's there's some similarities to your you know your high school whatever coach but there's a lot of differences as well so if you've never experienced that it's a really good way to to do that and of course you get you know free coaching it's a pretty great deal so i hope to see you at an upcoming webinar and i will see you next week as we talk about external continuing education opportunities and i hope you have an amazing fantastic week Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.